Welcome, everyone. Uh, this is Gary Carpenter uh, with Prepare for College. Joining me is Al Hoffman, another one of the partners of Prepare for College. And today we're going to do <clears throat> something a little bit different. Uh, we've talked about things that have been currently going on. Be aware of this, be aware of that. Uh, Al's done some extensive research in the area of the FAFSA form. And we want to talk about some areas where there are some problems and if there's a work around them or not. So I'm not going to take up a lot of time as far as introduction. I'm just going to pass it right over to you, Al. Thank you, Gary. <clears throat> so there's, uh, now, by the way, to give credit where it's due, this, this uh, research is not quite so extensive. Yes, I did uh, look at it from other areas and my staff have run into some of these areas. Uh, but the Department of Education is putting on its own hit list of things that are not ready. And I felt very, very uh, compelled to let all the parents know that are listening to us that if you're one of these people, I'm going to give you four situations. There is no workaround. This, this is something that they're working on, and it's not ready yet. Uh, so uh, the people that have been watching the Department of Education knew that this kind of stuff was going to happen. They had a different system last year where... They had a save key, and that made the getting back into the FAFSA a little bit easier. This year, there is no save key. So there's a lot of programming that takes care of all the different variables, which you're going to see what I'm talking about today. So here's the first one. Uh, student with no SSN that exited FAFSA form before state of legal residence question, unable to continue with the form or start a new form. So you're out or you're locked out. Currently, this is part of education now. Currently, there is no workaround to this issue. You, the student, will be able to complete the twenty-four twenty-five FAFSA form once the issue is resolved. So, you know, if you're going to call the Department of Ed Education every day, or and you're in this situation, you're probably just adding work to work. Uh, you're you're compounding it. Uh, so, I would strongly suggest that if you have, if you are a victim of what I just said then you would uh, probably every three or four days want to call the Department of Education and see if they have fixed that issue. Let me give you another one. Uh, a married student or a parent who does not provide spouse's information before leaving the 24-25 FAFSA form will not be able to complete and submit form upon re-entry. Workaround. There is currently no workaround. <laughs> So you've seen now maybe a trend here between these last two items. They both had the same problem, and that is when you got out and come back in, you would have an issue. That's because they took out the save key, which I'm actually pretty happy with, it, to be honest with you. But they got to they got to fix all these other issues. Uh, so that's the second one. The third one, the uh, federal school codes for inactive schools or locations presented to students on a FAFSA form prior to January sixth. And it is, they're not up to date on the uh, on the school codes is basically what it's saying. Uh, there is no workaround. <laughs> uh, they'll get to it. It's, they know it's there, but they just haven't fixed it yet. Okay. And let me give you one more. Students unable to save or submit FAFSA form would enter in a alien registration number that ends in zero. <laughs> Can you imagine? So if your alien registration number ends at zero, you are <laughs> you are in trouble with the FAFSA. Don't work around. Issue be will be resolved. 
Now that's not it, in the line with my other trend, and that is don't come out unless you're done. But uh, uh, these issues are, if you're one of those people, oh goodness, I, I'm so sorry for you really, but uh, it is a change, lots of changes, and they have to fix the program, and they're working on it, but there's no workaround set yet. In other words, they're programming it and have not issued or published the programming to fix that problem. Uh, all I can say is to come back every three to four days and uh, see how you do. Uh, Gary, I have others, but uh, I just wanted to hit those ones that were no workarounds. <laughs> you would be stuck uh, and, uh, and you would be frustrated to think, well, there's got to be something. No, there isn't. Not yet. Uh, so I thought it would be important to let our listeners know that there are certain things that are not fixed yet. All right, Gary, back to you. This is unfortunate it's happened this way because there's an, a lot of confusion out there already. And uh, just these last four examples you gave where there's no workaround. I mean, they have uh, families become very frustrated. Uh, and I think it's just a contributing factor right now as to why so many FAFSA forms have not been filed, um, simply because families can't get in and get it done. Um, I'm, I'm sure it's going to get sorted out. It's just going to take a little bit more time. And uh, I'm hoping that um, by the first half of March, we have these things sorted so that families can go in, uh, the information can be processed. And I know families are going to have changes they want to make to the FAFSA form. And they'll be able to make those changes, hopefully, after the processing uh, program or processing process uh, starts. Uh, so again- I agree. Uh, I agree there. Uh, and the- hey, uh, There we go. Gary, uh, to that point, uh, it is an issue. Uh, Testy here, you can hear me, right, Gary? My earphone you, went, went dead. What was that a no, question again? No, I was just checking to see that you could hear me. Uh, okay, so <clears throat> a little technical difficulties today. That's fine. <laughs> Normal stuff. <laughs> uh, the uh, the point I was going to make is that uh, I agree with you so wholeheartedly that this will take time. Now, the processing that Gary was talking about is when they open up and get out of soft launch mode and actually leave the information to the colleges. The colleges don't have this information yet. And uh, they're calling that the process mode. When they go into the process mode, so the colleges have that. And that is when you'll be able to make a correction. And that is when I suspect all of these issues will be resolved because they may have already been resolved. They just haven't uploaded the and published the programming necessary to fix it. I was encouraged. Uh, today is the 26th. And I was encouraged that uh, on Sunday, the 25th, there was a maintenance period. Uh, the uh, Department of Education's FAFSA was down for a period. And that sounds like, oh, that's bad news. No, that's good news. That's when they're uploading stuff. <laughs> so uh, uh, what they uploaded, I don't know. Maybe these four issues that I just mentioned have already been fixed. Uh, but as of the, the date that I put this out, uh, they weren't. And so I wanted to let people know. Go ahead, Gary. Well, there's uh, one thing I'm going to jump uh, from one topic to another here. Um, Northwestern uh, this week sent out an email to uh, returning students and new students. Um, but I think what was 
important in this email is in the last section, they've made it clear that financial award notices were not going to be available until late spring or, or early summer. And I think this is, uh, you're going to see more and more of this from the colleges, uh, that they just have so much work they have to do. And a period of time, they're going to have to get it done. They're not going to be able to get those award letters like out in late March, early April. It's going to go into late spring and early summer. And uh, this is, they're, pro they're going to try to process them as soon as, as quickly as possible, but it's going to take some time this year. And um, it's it's going to be very interesting. So that did uh, to maybe some of the people that are familiar with some of the terminology. Uh, National Decision Day is May 1 in the normal cycle. But this year, based on what Gary just said, it's going to be probably June 1. Uh, going to give you more time because they're going to need more time to get those award letters out. And they're going to give you more time to finally give your final answer. I personally... Opinion now, opinion. I personally think it's going to slip to July 1, but uh, we shall see. Well, that's all I have, Al, for today. Anything else you have? Uh, no, this will be a short session. I got uh, some more stuff here to bring up, but actually I do, I do. Uh, there are some colleges that are fully aware of how the SAI formula works. It's published. It's out there on the internet. And so they are, they're the colleges that are using the CSS profile, the CSS profile. So in the CSS profile, they have all the data they need to calculate an SAI. Now, it's not the official SAI, because only that can come from the Department of Education. But it is an outsider, third-party SAI estimate. It's probably spot on, okay, of what you'll get from the government. Now, with that, those colleges will offer an award letter in the normal time frame, really. Uh, so colleges like Notre Dame, for instance, Gary, uh, they use the CSS profile. And they've openly said on their website, we're going to complete our award letters in the normal flow of things. There are additionally point two on this same point, kind of point two. Uh, it's well, just a first cousin. And that is that uh, some colleges are now joining CSS Profile and saying, we want the CSS Profile filled out so that we can do the same. So the ranks of the colleges that use the CSS Profile are going to grow this year, Gary. It uh, was about 242, and I fully expect it to be uh, a larger figure than that. How much larger, I don't know. But I know it's going to be larger because I already know of a couple colleges uh, that are doing that. Uh, so uh, uh, it is going to, you say, well, where am I going to find that out? Yeah, oh, there you go. Go to the college's website and look for uh, undergraduates, incoming students, uh, financial aid award, uh, aid uh, packages, and they'll tell you, or you're emailed, the college will email you and tell you that they want the CSS profile completed. And uh couple of them are trying to make it pretty easy, Gary. They're sitting there uh, saying that you will be deferred on the cost. The CSS profile cost one-time registration fee of $9. And then $16 per college that uses the CSS profile. $25 for that first college. That being said, these people that are adding themselves to the profile at this late date, 
are saying that it's going to be a fee waiver of $25. So I kind of laugh at these fee waivers. Like, fan it, credit, it's it's good. But when you, <laughs> when you measure $25 against $80,000, it just doesn't seem like it's a big amount. <laughs> so, uh, uh, but it is money. And Al, I'd like to You're, jump in here with a personal observation. This is personal observation, okay? Um, in the past, you had the FAFSA form and you had the CSS profile. And all colleges were using the FAFSA form. And then a limited number were using the CSS profile. Correct. And they yep. mainly were your, your private schools. And a couple of years ago, it was down to like 140, 150 private schools were using the CSS profile. And it looked like it was continuing to lose colleges using their system. Uh, since this whole situation with the FAFSA form and the problems in getting the information, uh, as you just stated, that number has jumped to over 200. And I think maybe at least in the forecoming year, you may see more and more colleges that weren't using the CSS profile to possibly consider it just as a safeguard, because I don't think they want to be in this position again next year. They want to they want things back to normal. So a personal observation, it's not fact, but I just wanted to throw it out there. Well, let me uh, take your personal observation and, and raise it with personal observation. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I think you're right. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of schools that do that because I think it's going to take a couple of years before this whole FAFSA is all smoothed out and, and to where they want it to be. And so which ones are going to get fixed and which ones are not going to get fixed when they open up the FAFSA this October? Because they'll go back. It's been said they're going to go back to the normal October 1st opening of the FAFSA for the 25-26 school year. There's a little confusion when you think about it. You're talking about 24 October? Yes, yes, yes. That's for the 25-26 school year. And that will, uh, you know, I don't... <laughs> There's a lot to do here. I'm, I'm still not sure they're going to get that done. So again, I'll up you one on your on your personal opinion. Say I think that this will be a boon for the college board. Yep. They will get a number of new members because they'll uh, uh, once they get in and get used to it, they may they may stay. We shall see. But uh, I think it's a, it's reasonable to assume that they will stay. So well, I'd like and to, with uh, that, go ahead, Gary. You have anything else? Well, I just like to uh, wrap it up here and. Uh, Thank everyone for joining us here today. Uh, next Monday, we'll be doing this all over again. So stay tuned and uh, have a good week. And thank you for your time. Bye-bye.